Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi and welcome back. This is Brad Constantine and we're going to talk today about uh, 1 Nephi chapter 19. So if you have your scriptures open, let's get started. So at the beginning of 19, he's going to talk again about the records that he's writing. Uh, we've talked about that before, about the small plates of Nephi and the large plates of Nephi uh, and the differences between the two. Verse 1, And it came to pass that the Lord commanded me, wherefore I did make plates of ore, that I might engraven upon them the record of my people. And upon the plates which I made, I did engraven the record of my father, and also our journeyings in the wilderness, and the prophecies of my father, and also many of mine own prophecies have I engraven upon them. Why didn't Nephi start his record in the old world before they left Bountiful, I wonder? Um, I wonder if it's uh, maybe there wasn't enough gold, plentiful, plentifully enough to, to use. And I also wonder if he had made gold plates that uh, the brothers may have tossed them overboard when they were traveling across the ocean to get to America. Verse 2, And I knew not at the time when I made them, meaning the large plates, that I should be commanded of the Lord to make these plates or the small plates. Wherefore, the record of my father and the genealogy of his fathers and the more part of all our proceedings in the wilderness are engraven upon those first plates, again, meaning the large ones, of which I have spoken. Wherefore, the things which transpired before I made these plates are of a truth more particularly made mention upon the first plates, meaning the large plates. When the family of Lehi reached the Western Hemisphere, Nephi was commanded of God to make a set of plates upon which the history of his people was to be kept. He did so, recounting their journey in the wilderness and prophecies he and his father had made. This record is known to us as the large plates, which apparently contain the book of Lehi. Some 20 years later, Nephi was commanded to make another set of plates known to us as the small plates of Nephi, in which he recorded only that which was sacred. Thus, the book of Lehi became primarily a temporal history, while the book of Nephi became a record of prophecies and a collection of sacred events. Verse 3, And after I had made these plates by way of commandment, I, Nephi, received a commandment that the ministry and the prophecies, the more plain and precious parts of them, should be written upon these plates, and that the things which were written should be kept for the instruction of my people, who should possess the land, and also for otherwise purposes, which purposes are known unto the Lord. We know now that the wise purpose was that the Lord knew that the, the book of Lehi, which was the 116 pages that were lost, uh, would be stolen. And so he made provisions for the same material or the same time period to be covered by the small plates that the, lo that the uh, large plates were lost. Verse 4, Wherefore I, Nephi, did make a record upon the other plates, again the large plates, which gives an account, or which gives a greater account, of the wars and contentions and destructions of my people. And this have I done, and commanded my people that they what they should do after I was gone, and that these plates should be handed down from one generation to another, or from one prophet to another, until further commandments of the Lord. And an account of my making these plates shall be given hereafter, and then, behold, I proceed according to that which I have spoken. And this I do, that the more sacred things may be kept for the knowledge of my people upon the small plates. Nevertheless, I do not write anything upon plates, save it be that I think it be sacred. And now if I do err, even did they err of old. 
not that I would excuse myself because of other men, but because of the weakness which is in me, according to the flesh, I would excuse myself. For the things which some men esteem to be of great worth, both to the body and soul, others set it not, or they consider somewhat worthless, and trample under their feet. Yea, even the very God of Israel do men trample under their feet. I say trample under their feet, but I would speak in other words, they set him at naught. Taking Christ from his preeminent position next to the Father, and put him elsewhere, that he is not divine or the God of Israel. The sacrament causes us to remember Christ and hearken or listen and obey not to the voice of his counsels. Those who treat lightly the Book of Mormon and other scriptures are trampling under their feet the Lord. Verse 8, And behold, he cometh, according to the words of the angel, in six hundred years from the time my father left Jerusalem. And the world, because of their iniquity, shall judge him to be a thing of naught. Again, this is referring to the condescension of God. Wherefore they scourge him, and he suffereth it, and they smite him, and he suffereth it. Yea, they spit upon him, and he suffereth it, because of his loving kindness and his long suffering towards the children of men. And the God of our fathers, meaning Jehovah or Christ, who were led out of Egypt, out of bondage, and also were preserved in the wilderness by him, yea, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob, yieldeth himself, according to the words of the angel, as a man, into the hands of wicked men, to be lifted up, according to the words of Zenic, and to be crucified. The interesting thing is that crucifixion was not even a means of death at the time that the prophecies were given. According to the words of Nehem, to be and to be buried in a sepulcher, according to the words of Zenus. Nephi's source for this remarkable detailed messianic prophecy included three prophets of the old world, whose words may have been among the plain and precious things excluded from the Old Testament record, which he spake concerning the three days of darkness, which should be a sign given to those in the West, given of his death unto those who should inhabit the isles of the sea. The three days of darkness would not be experienced in Jerusalem, but only to them who live far away from Jerusalem, more especially given unto those who are of the house of Israel. Joseph F. Smith said, I believe the Savior possessed a foreknowledge of all the vicissitudes through which he would have to pass in the mortal tabernacle. If Christ knew beforehand, so did we. But in coming here, we forgot all, that our agency might be free indeed to choose good or evil. James E. Faust said, Before we were born, we made certain commitments, and we agreed to come to this earth with great, rich, but different gifts. Hold your soul very still and listen to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. Follow the noble, intuitive feelings planted deep within your souls by deity in the previous world. Brother Brent Topp said, We must remember that our Heavenly Father often sends some of his noble and great spirits to the least likely families because he knows that they have the spiritual capacities to rise above those conditions and in turn bring blessings to that, in, to that entire family. We must never attempt to judge someone's premortal character or performance based on parentage or family conditions. Verse 11, for thus spake the prophet. We properly make a distinction between a prophet and the prophet. In our day, we testify of many who are prophets while normally reserving the phrase, the prophet for Joseph Smith, who stands at the head of our dispensation. Zenos was of such greatness that he is properly referred to as the prophet. Of Zenos, Elder McConkie said, I do not think I overstate the matter when I say that next to Isaiah himself, who is the prototype, pattern, and model for all the prophets, there was not a greater prophet in all Israel than Zenos. Back to, the, back to verse 11. The Lord God surely shall visit all the house of Israel at that day. 
Usually when he says that day, he's talking about the last days. Some with his voice because of their righteousness unto their great joy and salvation, and others with the thunderings and the lightnings of his power, by tempest, by fire, and by smoke, and vapor of darkness, and by the opening of the earth, and by mountains which shall be carried up. And all these things must surely come, saith the prophet Zenos, and the rocks of the earth must rend, and because of the groanings of the earth, many of the kings of the isles of the sea shall, shall be wrought upon by the Spirit of God to exclaim, The God of nature suffers. Clearly, some of the prophecies recorded on the brass plates were more gospel and Christ-centered than the scripture preserved for us in the Old Testament. They were written with greater power and clarity. From them, Nephi was able to tell his people that Christ would be scourged, spit upon, crucified, and buried in a sepulcher, and that his death would be signaled to those on the isles of the sea by three days of darkness. Back to verse 13. And as for those who are at Jerusalem, saith the prophet, and they shall be scourged for all, by all people. The sign to those in the east, did the Jews crucify the Messiah? Yes. How do we know? Because of the signs that would be given that the Jews would suffer because of it. Because they crucify the God of Israel and turn their hearts aside, rejoicing, rejecting signs and wonders and the power and glory of the God of Israel. Verse 14, And because they turn their hearts aside, saith the prophet, and have despised the Holy One of Israel, they shall wander in the flesh and perish and become a hiss and a byword, and be hated among all nations. Israel will be scattered, in other words. Nevertheless, when that day cometh, that the prophet, saith the prophet, that they no more turn aside their hearts against the Holy One of Israel, then will he remember the covenants which he made to their fathers. Then Israel, then Israel will, be, will be gathered. Yea, then will he remember the, the isles of the sea, yea, and all the people who are of the house of Israel. Will I gather in, saith the Lord, according to the words of the prophet Zenos, from the four quarters of the earth. Yea, and all the earth shall see the salvation of the Lord, saith the prophet. Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people shall be blessed. And I, Nephi, have written these things unto my people, that perhaps I might persuade them that they would remember the Lord their Redeemer. Wherefore, I speak unto all the house of Israel, if it so be that they should obtain these things. In other words, uh, Israel of a future day, our day. Verse 20, For behold, I have workings in the Spirit, which doth weary me, even that all my joints are weak. For those who are at Jerusalem, for had not the Lord been merciful to show unto me concerning them, even as he had prophets of old, I should have perished also. And he surely did show unto the prophets of old all things concerning them, and also he did show unto many concerning us. Wherefore, it must needs be that we know concerning them, for they are written upon the plates of brass. Now, I have a whole bunch of scriptures here that uh, testify to these various things, and I'm not going to go through them all because they're pretty extensive. But, for example, Genesis 49, 22 to 26, Deuteronomy 33, 13 to 16, uh, Psalms 85, 11, Isaiah 29, 9 to 14, uh, Ezekiel 37, 15 to 20, Moses 7, 62, Revelation 14, 6, and uh, the Joseph Smith translation of Genesis 50, verse 25. So there's quite a few verses here that are testifying about the scattering and the gathering of Israel. Verse 22, Now it came to pass that I, Nephi, did teach my brethren these things, and it came to pass that I did read many things to them, which were engraven upon the plates of brass, that they might know concerning the doings of the Lord in other lands among, other, among people of old. And now here's a scripture mastery verse in verse 23. 
And I did read many things unto them which were written in the books of Moses, but that I might more fully persuade them to believe in the Lord their Redeemer. I did read unto them that which was written by the prophet Isaiah. For I did liken all scriptures unto us that it might be for our profit and learning. So Nephi is telling them here that they're going to, that he's going to be quoting from the book of Isaiah here pretty soon. Verse 24, Wherefore I spake unto them, saying, Hear ye the words of the prophet, ye who are a remnant of the house of Israel, a branch who have been broken off. Hear ye the words of the prophet, which were, un, which were written unto all the house of Israel, and liken them unto yourselves, that ye may have hope, as well as your brethren, from whom ye have been broken off. For after this manner has the prophet written. A misunderstanding of scripture results when a prophecy made to all the house of Israel and then applied to the descendants of Lehi by Book of Mormon prophets is assumed to find its fulfillment only in the activities of the descendants of, of Lehi. Some have erred by supposing that statements made by Book of Mormon prophets in which they applied the prophecies of Old Testament prophets to, to their own people applied only to the descendants of Book of Mormon people or the Lamanites. This has led them to greatly exaggerate the role the Lamanites will play in the events of the last days. Faithful Lamanites will play a role equal in importance to that of all the faithful descendants of Abraham. Their destiny is to become as one with the other tribes of Israel with whom the covenants and promises of the Lord were made. And so that was from Doctrinal Commentary in the Book of Mormon. So here we talk about uh, the scattering and the gathering of Israel and that um, the things that are written that have to do with that are very profitable for us. And so uh, in the next chapter, we're going to be um, talking about some of the things that Isaiah had to say. So this is sort of an introduction to Isaiah. Um, so in the and uh, as we get into chapter 20 next time, I'll give you some uh, some dis description of what some of the meanings are and some of the phrases of Isaiah, uh, which will be pretty exciting. I know it's exciting. Yes. So. Uh, we'll see you next time. I bear testimony of the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon and that these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like this podcast, you can share, subscribe, make comments if you like. Thank you. See you next time.